Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Thursday morning. We are... So pleased that you have joined us yet again here on Thunder and Lightning at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We could not be more happy about that. I want to thank all of our listeners, especially our great servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House. They, of course, are doing everything they can to serve you in these trying times. They have the drive through window at the Highway 12 location. They have the uh, walk-up window at the University Drive location so you can keep your social distance but get the caffeine that, quite frankly, all of us need right now. All of us need a little caffeine. You know, right now your days are running. I know how it is. Your days are running together. You're not sure what day it is. You're not sure what time it is, maybe. And I wake up in the morning. I, this is one of the underrated things. Like, my, my mornings used to be defined by my wife would wake up, and I, when she would wake up, I knew I had about another hour and a half to sleep. Then she would come in and then give me a kiss goodbye, and I knew I had to get up. And then get the next kid to school. And then, even on days where I didn't have a kid to take to school, she would give me the kiss goodbye, and I would, in my brain, I would know it's close to eight o'clock. Yeah. Now I don't have that. She just gets up at whatever time, and she's off, and I, I wake up, and I'm like, is it eight thirty? Is it noon? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm all off too. I just told you, as we record the show right here, right now, I would typically either be an afternoon with me about to go to Ackerman for church Mm -hmm. or a Wednesday evening in which I had just returned from church. Right. And as we sit here and record, it is, it is of course Wednesday, but hadn't had any church. Yeah. Because in Ackerman, if you have church and there's more than 10 people, they're going to take you to the, take you to the pokey, take take you to the pokey. That's where you need to go. That's right. So, So, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just a different, different, different day. So you need the caffeine is what I'm getting at. Got some today. So there you go. Drive through a walk up. Drive through on twelve had the uh, good old albino squirrel. Can't recommend it enough. If you hadn't tried it, get after it. And you're chasing around two less than three and a half year olds. I highly recommend the boost. <laughs> Even right. if you're not, you know, you might just need the boost. Yeah. Also, don't forget to shop online at collegecornerstore.com. And when everything gets back up to normal, you can check out their two locations in Jackson. I tell you, if you're going to go through a quarantine, it's best to go through it caffeinated and with collegiate apparel on your back. Joel, you couldn't be any more right about what you just said. 100% accuracy is what I, was what this podcast strives to bring you. Joel has delivered it. So, need a new hat, new shirt, whatever it is, make sure you buy that from collegecornerstore.com. Get the, check out their new website, their great selection of MSU merchandise. They'll get you taken care of over there at College Corner. It's Bracket Thursday. The madness getting ready to ramp back up here. On Thunder and Lightning, yes. It's the Thunder and Lightning Selection Show. We are Super Talk Mississippi. And now, here's Brian Hayden, Joel T. Cole. 
Can we just uh, have a show one day of just 30 minutes of that? If we're going to do anything, okay. If we're going to do uh, 30 minutes of a uh, of, of sports, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sports Themes. music. It's this. This is what we're going to get. I'm just going to listen to this for 30 minutes. If that doesn't fire you up, I can't. We couldn't be friends. To be totally honest with you. You know uh, what one of my favorites is, and I'll I don't even—I don't even I, like. I'm the, I don't even it. like the sport. Uh-huh. The, uh huh. The when ESPN used to have the the hockey deal, the the uh, ESPN hockey. Thing? Yeah, really. They had an ESPN uh, hockey NHL. I, I can't remember now, but let me see if I can find it. That here. theme. Okay. Yes, you're right. Right, it gets me in the mood for sports. You're right. You're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> I could do that all day. Ah, uh, all right. Let's look at the uh, the first results of the top half of the Lee Hall region as chalk, except for one, and that of course was in the eight nine. Dak Prescott. Hey, shout out to Gary Frank. Three percent of the vote. That's two and a half percent more than I thought he would get. <laughs> People are probably just scared of him. They saw the picture yeah. that I showed you. I was like, they were like, I'm voting for that guy. I want to be able to know that if he comes knocking on my door, I, yes, sir, I voted for you. If this is the apocalypse, he'd be a good guy to, to be with. Yes. <laughs> Dak Prescott will take on Chad Bumpus, former teammates, although they didn't really play much together. Chad takes down Jamont Gordon 54% to 46%. the final tally there. When Bump called you the other day, mm-hmm. did he realize if I win, I've got to go head-to-head with Dak? I don't know if he did or not, but he does. He does have to go head-to-head with Dak. Well, and Bump, then, I love you, but... I think your run is yeah. Near, I think Chad's, Chad's run's about to be over with, <laughs> and then we we have uh, Fred Smoot takes Elijah McNamee down with relative ease. I think I was surprised by that, sixty-two to thirty-eight percent, and then the five seed Eric Dampier also advances. He takes down Nick Fitzgerald handily, seventy-five to twenty-five. Dampier versus Smoot. That's a tough matchup. These matchups aren't going to get any easier the whole way for anybody. So that's the top half of the bracket here in the Lee Hall region. Let's look at the bottom half now, and that'll be today, this weekend's four matchups that you'll be voting on. Voting will run all the way until Sunday, at which time Joel and I will do the podcast and give you the winners, and then we will be moving down to the drill field bracket after that. Our 6-11 matchup, this is one of the play-in game winners is the 11 seed, Ethan Small and Dante Jones. Mm. Oh, This has upset written all over it. I'm calling for the, I'm calling the upset on this one. I Dante. Think. Yeah, I think so. Ethan Small dominant, maybe the greatest year by a pitcher ever in Mississippi State history, and that's saying something. At the end of the day, you know, you think about all the great pitchers Mississippi State has had through the years. To say that you're the top dog, that's saying something. But Dante Jones is tied to one of the greatest teams in MSU history. He put on one of the greatest performances in MSU history. I think he's just got an aura about him. I think he's going to end up taking it. And he's, you know, he's a character, kind of. Like, he's like a beloved character. And and Ethan, for all of his accolades and stuff, he, he uh, and everybody loves Ethan, but I don't know that he has that aura you know, character doesn't really describe Ethan. You right. Know, he, that, that larger very, than life Very blue kind of, collar. Yeah. Kind of just did his work and that was But it. what Ethan does have going for him mm-hmm. is he's a baseball guy and the heartstrings are deep in this right. baseball You're fan right. base. So this is gonna I think it's going to be really matchup. tight. Really tight. I, I agree. I'm calling the upset, though. Uh, what's the 314? Here's our first female competitor. 
uh, in this one, and that is Tierra McCowan. She is the three seed, taking on the 14 seed from back in the day at Mississippi State basketball, Jim Ashmore. Jim Ashmore is a guy that uh, uh, Ryan Sparks, when I talked to him, tried to, you know, I wanted his opinion on this bracket. He's part of the committee, shall we say. And uh, he said, that's a guy you really need to have on there. Uh, former All-American here at Mississippi State. Uh, MSU's, I think, I think it's third all-time leading scorer. He was the first college basketball player in this state to score more than 1,000 points uh, at 19, 1,918 points. Uh, two te- two-time first-team All-SEC and played on I, uh, 57, what, three SEC championship teams here at Mississippi State. His his he's the guy that you know. You know we always say you don't want to be the guy after the guy. Sometimes you don't want to be the guy before the guy either. I think Jim Ashmore's uh, career at Mississippi State is sort of lessened by the fact that immediately after him came Bailey Howell, yeah, who broke all of his records basically. But Ashmore is a tremendous player and definitely deserves uh, to be be uh, be on this list. Tierra McCowan. Let me ask you this: In terms of, the, of just their respective sport, was there a more dominant MSU athlete than Tierra McCowan? She could take control of anything, any game when she wanted to. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling to think of someone. I know. I know. Me and Robbie Falk lived in fear of her. There was no greater fear in sports journalism than seeing someone come off of a screen and rolling into the lane and seeing Tierra McCowan recognize that and start pivoting towards her and knowing the block's coming our way and god help us if it spikes us in the face as we're going to die yeah i'm just trying to think of other athletes at mississippi state that have been in that category of you think about like a a dominant big man like eric dampier i would say mccown was more dominant than him um you know state's greats running backs anthony dixon and and jarius norwood mccown you know and it's, it's different because you need, you need more from your offensive line than McCowan could just yeah. do things by herself. Jeff but, Simmons is a guy that yeah, impacted that's a good the example. game. That's a good answer. I, but again, as we talked about him the other day, if you look at his statistics, you don't see that. Yeah. You you had to watch the game and and see how he was being played and how double teams were coming his way and, and freeing things up for everybody else. But he was a guy that every single play impacted things. Yeah. Uh, I, but I, but I think I would lean Tierra in answer to your question as far as and then for baseball, Brent Rooker his his triple crown yeah. year would be one a guy that like every at bat made made plays you know it's just it's difficult it's difficult but she was it's really making a play if you're at the plate but I get what you're you saying. see what I'm saying though. <laughs> yeah he made an impact <laughs> he did uh, but you know that ball he hit against Kentucky still going still going. McCowan and and she's just so different, you know. There's lots of six nine, six ten, six eleven guys. Not a lot of six seven girls, you know. I remember when State signed her, and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know. If, if she's any good, if she has any coordination, oh well, I could. She's going to be dominant. Before Robbie started covering the women, basically full time for us. I mean, I was doing the women too mm-hmm. a lot, Were you? and I I covered. Even a pandemic can't get your mind out of the gutter, hey, Dad. Goodness gracious, son. You just, you just keep saying these things. I was covering the women's basketball team Fantastic. for the Starkville Daily News. That's good news. Um, and there was... Uh. <laughs> you got me off. Um, 
And Tierra McCowan was yeah. it was like the maroon white scrimmage game, and, yeah. and she just looked. She was big, and you could tell she was a presence, but there was some. I don't know what the word is. She wasn't really all that coordinated. She was raw. <laughs> Very raw. Yeah. And it was... Like a baby I, giraffe. I wish that that was on film, and I'm sure somewhere it is. And you could watch that, and then watch her senior year. Different player. And and just see kudos to Johnny Harris for helping mm-hmm. mold. And you don't have to go that far, even. I mean, just year to year. Yeah. Month to month. She got better. You could see... She, the, she got better every time she played. You talk about the presence. Is there another MSU athlete that impacted games as much as she did? Is there another MSU athlete that it was her month-to-month progression yeah. was more obvious than no, Tierra McCowan? It's close. That's, that's, a good, that's a good question. That's a good question. So she's the three fourteen matchup, McCowan versus Ashmore. So let's move on down to the other half of this bracket, which is brought to you by our good friends at Welcome Home Beef. We want to remind you that all you've got to do is give them a call at 662-418-2021 or reach them on the online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. Place your order with them. They'll be happy to deliver it right out to your car or deliver it to you anywhere in the city of Starkville. I missed something earlier. I told you earlier yeah. that you go through the uh, quarantine. Yes, you go through the quarantine with caffeine, collegiate apparel on your back, and, and USDA, USDA prime, prime beef. beef. If you have those three things, well, brother, you don't have a care in the world. Darn right. All right, let the coronavirus burn. <laughs> if I've got if I've got an endless supply of caffeine, collegiate apparel, and USDA prime steaks, <laughs> or burgers for that matter. So, no matter what you're looking to do as far as beef goes, they'll get you taken care of. Don't forget, these are Starkville people, local business. The Sanders family has been in the beef business their whole lives. So they know what they're doing with this beef. It's been sourced here locally grain fed it's it's processed at mississippi state these are local people who do business with the university they know what they're talking about and i'm telling you right now when you taste that steak when you taste that burger it's going to taste like nothing you've ever had unless you've eaten at some big daddy steakhouses that's the kind of meat they're getting and you could have it in your home tonight so again 662-418-2021 facebook.com slash welcome hope beef place your order today you can be eating the best steak you've ever had this weekend with Welcome Home Beef because what what do they say, Joel? It just, it just tastes, tastes good. good. On the uh, bottom half of the bottom half here, this is a really intriguing matchup to me: football versus basketball. John Bond as the seven seed versus Quindary Weatherspoon as the ten. John Bond, when I little Brian, hey dad's favorite player was John Bond. Didn't understand how college football worked. Didn't understand why he wasn't the starting quarterback in 1984. Like, where did he go? Don't understand where he's gone. Didn't 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 get it. Um, John Bond holds a special uh, place in my heart because he beat LSU four times. And let me tell you, brother, I would take some I would take some days off my life to get four straight over LSU just so I could rub it in the stallion's face for four years. Can you imagine the glory that I think, that would? Be? I think we've talked about this on the show before. Is mm-hmm. there another quarterback it, ever I, that I, defeated LSU four times? I, I would like to know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that. But I would believe if it if there is such a quarterback, you could count them on one hand for sure. Because you think about Alabama and that run they've had, right? But I mean, nobody was a four year starter. That you know, it started with McElroy, then it went to AJ McCarron. But you know, they never had the same guy for four years. You know, so I can't imagine that there's there's a guy like that. I just don't. I don't think there is. That's who are we? Who would you ask? Should I ask somebody at LSU, or would it be somebody like Chuck Dunlap? Would he know the answer to that? It's good. Uh, 
That's a, that's a good question. I'm going I'm to try to. I might do a little research. Um, might do a little work. Bond, to me, is the perfect example of a guy born about 35 years too early. He could have been what Manziel was. In a, in a, imagine John Bond with the field sort of spread out. Imagine John him. Bond with social media as the quarterback. I was getting to that. When I said he could be Manziel, I meant in every possible way. Hey, he would have been like that. So He would have been a superstar. Oh, he was a superstar anyway. Yeah, but, but imagine with, with, him with social media and, and doing interviews. And, and the SEC network and, yeah, and just all him the... Him at media days, I mean, it would have been a spectacle. Been incredible. Don't you wish you could rewind time and kind of? No, I don't want to rewind time. I want to bring him him here, jump him forward. So, and then on the other side of that coin, could they be any more different? The maybe the quietest superstar in Mississippi State history, who if his teams weren't what they were, Mm -hmm. wouldn't be a ten seed. Yeah. Oh, if he had played on the teams with Dampier. Or playing on a team with Jamont Gordon and Charles Rose, he's a four or three or high. Yeah, he might have been recognized as behind Bailey Howell as the second greatest player in state history. Um, he hit, what, five buzzer beaters Quindary Weatherspoon in his career? I, I wanted to say it was more than that, but something like that. Yeah. I, I, think, I think it was like seven game-winning shots, something. And he's such a great story in that, in the same, it was signed by Rick Ray. It would have been Rick Ray's only signee that ever did anything. But comes in as a true freshman next to Malik Newman, who everybody has their eye on, everybody thinks is going to be this superstar. And by the middle of the year, you were like, Kendrick Weatherspoon is better than Malik Newman. He just is. And he was. And he played for four years. And, you know, he his place is pretty secure as one of the great all-time Bulldogs. But I I would I would almost be willing to guarantee if I said, give me a all-time. Well, we did this the other day. It's all-time starting five. Was Q on it? No. And if I ask the average MSU fan, name your five favorite players or the five greatest players in MSU history, they're probably not going to say Q. And I I just think that the, a large part of it is what we said originally is because he was the – non-John Bond, and that there was no attention the ever. non-John Bond. Yeah. He, uh, he, there was never any humongous attention to him. Um, he, he wasn't flashy. He, he, he wasn't a guy that mm-hmm. you just watch the game and your eyes couldn't help but look at right. him. He just, and, he just played and accumulated stats and, yeah. and, and scored and played defense. He, did, he was a complete yeah. player. And, and that wasn't a criticism either for either one of those guys. John Bond-style work for John Bond. Yeah. Q-style work, work for, for him. Work for him. Let me ask you this. Can you name three more players like that? Because then we would have four non-John Bonds. Non-John Bond. Ah. Four, John, yeah, four non-John Bonds. I like that. <laughs> and I said... Hey, 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 hey. No? Okay. That's going to be a really hey, tough hey. one. I th- <laughs> Four non-John Bonds. <laughs> so that five times fast, too. Um, this is going to be this is going to be tight, I think. I, 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 I just don't know. It could go, I, have, I think we always talk about four outcome games. I don't think Q winning by a large margin is an outcome. No. But he can win close, Bond can win close, or Bond could just roll over him. If you made me guess, I think Bond rolls. Really? That's saying something. That's one of the, you know, we always talk about recency bias. But if that's the case, you know, may sort of throw that out the window. To and me. You had two examples of that in the top uh, half of the bracket. Smoot beat McNamee easily. Dampier beat Fitzgerald easily. So maybe recency bias. Maybe MSU fans are a little more historically adept. To me, though, adept. John Bond is a guy that his name has just carried over for generations. Yeah. kind of the deal. Like, Which is, by the way, no offense to John Bond, but 
He never really won anything. <laughs> I mean, they, they didn't win the SEC while he was here. They, they played in two bowl games. Uh, they were 2-2 two and two in Egg Bowls. He obviously was the quarterback for the Alabama game in 80, but they won 6-3. to three. So, it's just weird. But his stats, he piled up a ton of stats. You know, he's, before running quarterbacks were really a thing, he was a great running quarterback. Um, but I think... Well, I, I use myself as an example here. Okay. I didn't see John Bond play live. Oh, okay. I see where you're going. I was like, you're going to compare yourself to John Bond? Well, no. Um, I'm, I'm a non-John Bond. That's uh, two. <laughs> I didn't see him play live. Yeah. But here I am now coming up on the 35th birthday here in two or three months. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, he's just been built as this MSU legend. Right, right, right. And, no, you're and right. so I, I just. Yeah, they do that commercial. And Q, for as good as he is and as good as he was, it, he is recent, but I don't think in people's mind he has reached he reached legendary status. They do know? that commercial at the at Davis Wade, the, the put your bell down, whatever it is, you know, rest your bell. And John Bond is the guy in that vi- in that video. Mm-hmm. And I I, I, I I go out on a limb and say most everybody knows who that is. There's not a lot of who's that dude. You know, even the students were like, "That's John Bond." Yeah. So I think it's gonna be an interesting matchup. I, I thought that Dan Pierre and Fitzgerald would be closer, so maybe I'm just off, but I think this is going to be a close one. I think Bond's going to win, but it's going to be close. And then the uh, the two fifteen matchup is one, I mean, obviously, it's going to go the way it goes, but Will Clark, who I got some heat for, putting him as a two, but I mean, here's the thing. Don't you agree that I would have gotten heat if I had made him the one and Palmero the two? It would have been the exact people. Well, why is Palmero a two? Yeah. And I would have done the same thing with uh, with uh, Jake Mangum, Mangum if I had made him the... Uh, somebody had to be the two. Yeah. <laughs> of those three, somebody had to be the two. Simple as that. So, Will Clark, I mean, when I say needs no introduction, am I, am I telling the truth there? I think so. Of course, I'm a big baseball guy, so <laughs> maybe... Maybe preaching to the wrong choir there. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I don't think that there's very many listening that hear the name Will Clark and thinking, who? No. No, you're, you're probably not wrong. Matched up with Tiffany McWilliams, our first uh, track and field athlete. Oh, sorry, the second one. Gary Frank was, was technically one as well. Six-time NCAA All-American, three-time NCAA National Champion, seven-time SEC Champion, holds five, held five school records. Can you, do you run the mile? You run miles? I mean, I, I like comparing these things to you because you're physically fit. Well, I mean, I can run a mile. If you went and ran a mile right now, how long would it take you to run? Just if you talk, just run Balls one mile. Wall, you got to go run one mile. Uh, could you I, do it in seven minutes? Seven minutes, I'd it'd be. Cl- I could do it in under eight. Under eight. Four thirty-two. Ooh, that's hauling, man. Yeah. Um, I, she held the indoor one mile, the indoor three thousand meters. The uh, outdoor fifteen hundred meter, the outdoor eight hundred, and the outdoor one mile. That's I mean incredible. She was the uh, SEC champion in all of those events for two straight years. Um, member of the two thousand three outdoor world championships, two thousand six indoor world championships, and won the was the runner up at the fifteen hundred meters at the in two thousand six at the U.S. Track and Field Championships. We asked about being dominant in your sport. Here's a really good example of somebody, yeah, who has no chance to win, yeah, because she's up against Will Clark. But again, well, she's up against Will Clark. Deserves to be on this bracket. She deserves to be on the bracket. And if she played, you know, if she was involved in a sport where 
thousands upon thousands watched. If I could trans- translate her dominance into football stats, yeah, she might have been a one seed. She yeah, would be a exactly. one seed. But exactly. be- and it's the same for uh, when we get to him, Nuno Borges. Yeah, and Brandon like, McBride. And Brandon McBride. And Erica Bogart. Bogart. Yeah. All those players. And a, like one of the guys that I think we forgot to put on the break, like Anderson Peter. Yes. Yes. Was another guy that if, if, if you Anderson could translate Peters, those. You know, these guys won a lot of these national championships. Yes. You know, things that MSU doesn't have as a team, they have the individual ones. But Will Clark is Will Clark at the end of the day. Um, would you say MSU's most successful pro athlete in baseball? Mm. It's between him and Palmero. Yeah, and I love Rafi, but there's the... There, there just is. There's that. It just is. Yeah. Clark NL MVP. Um, played in a World Series. Did he win a World Series with the Cardinals? He did, didn't he? I, I think that's right. I think he ended up getting a title there towards the end of his... Let me let me double check that. I know he was on the Cardinals yeah. roster, and I think they won the series that year. That would have been... Gosh, I'm trying to think of what year it would have been, though. Let's see here. He's on the Cardinals in 2000. Did the Cardinals win the uh, world title? Not in 2000, they didn't. No, then he no. Lost the in the yeah, they lost in the NLCS to the to the Mets. Yeah. So no, he never won a World Series. That was the Subway Series year. That was Yankees Mets. Yeah, that's right. The two were known as Thunder and Lightning. Huh? Really? They they took that. How did they get that name so far ahead of us? I don't know. Second overall pick of the MLB draft. I'll give you a dollar cash if you can tell me who the first pick was. What year is that? Eighty-five. Um. 1985 MLB draft must be somebody that didn't make much of themselves, or you wouldn't have asked me that, I don't think. Well, it's, it's another one of those, you know, it's not a Michael Jordan moment per se, but it's it's the, the, the first team made a mistake. Who was it? B.J. Serhoff. Oh, former Brave. Yeah. Long-time Oriole, but former Brave. Long-time Brewer, too. Yeah. He was what came, that's who he came in. Let me, let's read off the top five of this. You've got the top. I'll give you the top six. You've got three guys who could be Hall of Famers and three guys that aren't. You know, BJ Serhoff was not a ter- terrible player. Though. No, no. Let's let me let me. It's not like he was a bust. You're making me want to look up his stats now. Car- career uh, 282 hitter. Yeah, I mean he was. You know? he was fine. But picked ahead of Will Clark. Will Clark, Serhoff, Clark, Bobby Witt. Remember him? Huh? Played for the Rangers. Yep. Barry Larkin was fourth. There's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Kurt Brown. I don't remember him at all. Mr. and Ms. Brown's son. Yeah, there you go. For the White Sox. Sixth guy was some guy named Barry Bonds. He ended up being all right, and then yeah. he helped himself. Yeah. Be- where, where did Palmero go? With? Was he, a, he was the 22nd pick. Cubs, right? The Cubs, yeah. Tommy Green was the 14th pick. The Braves. I hate that, that Palmero has the cloud over him because he was so good. Yeah. Walt Weiss was the 11th pick. Pete, hey, former Brave, or well, current Brave, because he's a yeah. bench coach. But. Pete Incavilia was the 8th pick of the Expos. Never played for the Expos, though, I don't believe. Phillies, who I remember him for. Yeah. Greg Jeffries was the 20th pick. Yeah. Joey Cora was the 23rd pick. Only 26 picks back then. Yeah. Who did the Braves? The Braves took Tommy, uh, Tommy Green. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Anybody, anybody else of, of note here? Gosh, you, you think about how different things are with high school players now. Like the fifth pick, the guy, Kid Brown, was a high school kid. Yeah. But he was the only one in the top 12 that was a high school kid. That's crazy. 
Clark's stats. Uh, well, I can remember five years later, the Braves took a high school kid number one overall, and he turned out being all right. Yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. Golden Spikes winner, obviously, All-American, uh, gold medalist. I think they won the, uh, the, the gold that year. Let me double-check that. 84. Where is it? There it is. 84. They finished second, so they won the silver. Silver medalist in the Olympic. People forget that about, about that 84. Have you ever, I love doing this. Have you ever looked at the 84 uh, Olympic baseball team? No. Who beat them? I think it's Japan. Let's see here. Uh, gold medal. Probably was. Japan used to all... I know this is different levels of baseball, but it seemed like they won the Little League World Series like 15 straight years. I don't know that it was they Taiwan. did. Oh, was it Taiwan? Yeah. Okay. Japan okay. won 6-3 to three in the final game. So here's the American roster. Let's let's see how many how many superstars, how many names I recognize. Uh, I remember Scott Bankhead. He pitched for the Mariners. Will Clark, Chris Gwynn, Tony's brother, Larkin, Oda B. McDowell. Oh, another former Brave. Mark McGuire, Corey Snyder, B.J. Surhoff, and Bobby Witt were the stars for that team. Just think about if that team had been, what, a year earlier, you would have had Roger Clemens on that team. Oh, they, they would have won the World Series. They would have won the gold medal then. <laughs> so, I mean, Will Clark's career is incredible. Uh, he's going to advance. But I think McWilliams, like we said, just a dominant athlete here at Mississippi State, definitely deserves to, to be in. So I think what we're going to see is McCowan versus Dante Jones. I think that's what it's going to be. And Bond versus Clark. I think you're right. You think that's what it's going to be? Mm-hmm. All right. That'll be it. The, the only one that I'm kind of iffy on is Dante and Ethan Small. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think Dante edges him just because – I don't know, though, man. I don't know. Now, now I'm second-guessing myself. That That's the one that I can't call. Yeah. No, it's gonna be close. It's gonna be. It's it, it'll be the the bumpus Gordon of this this round. It'll be the closest one. It'll be something fifty three, fifty forty seven, something like that. Because I don't feel like Dante Jones. He is kind of legendary status a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's not to that John Bond level. No, you're right. And so I think that Ethan Small's recency plus baseball love might carry. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna slightly lean Ethan on that. one. Okay. Well, we'll find out. It's gonna be. Interesting and he had stuff. two. He had two. The, the year before his final year was a really good year. Yeah, he was, he was very his junior solid year, of course, year, was yeah. was legendary. So, yeah. All right, those are your matchups. Polls will be out when you when you uh, listen to this podcast. Please vote. We'll vote all weekend, and we'll come back on Sunday, wrap that up, and then move into the drill field uh, region where Rafael Palmero is the one. So we'll, we'll we'll do it a little different. Though. We'll start at the bottom of the drill field region and uh, try to try to spice it up a little bit for you, guys. Have a great. Thursday, and we will be back with you on Friday uh, morning. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.